I want you to imagine that you're married, you've got a brand new child, you've got bills that are so far in debt that the sheriff has come to your door and told you you're gonna be evicted in 30 days, we're gonna take everything you own and you're going to be forced to move out and you've got $126 left in your pocket and credit cards that are just about maxed out. What do you do next? Because this is the moment that Derek Dahl's life changes. You would think this is one of the worst moments of his life, but what you're gonna hear in this episode of Unbeatable is this is the moment that things start to turn around and he goes from $126 in credit cards in maxed out and debt to a multi seven figure company in record time. Check out Derek Dahl on this episode of Unbeatable. These stories of triumph over adversity will help you handle your toughest days in life and become unbeatable. Derek, thank you for being with me on this episode of Unbeatable. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to getting into your story. You and I have had a chance to talk in the past. I was just blown away by your story, and I'm excited for the guests to be able to hear all that you've been through and how you're you know, coming through it strong on the other side. Yeah, man, I'm uh, very excited to be here and share my story. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about growing up. Let's talk about a little guy trying to play basketball at the high school and collegiate level, man. Why did, why basketball? Like, when did you get the, when did you decide that was your sport? Uh, my dad, um, it was his favorite sport growing up. So naturally, uh, he was a leader, captain of his basketball team. He averaged 27.8 points per game without a three point line back in the day. (laughs) What? Uh, so that was his claim to fame, and he would always rub it into me at a, at a young age. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we were always out in the front yard shooting hoops together, and he was always just roughing me, just pushing me on the ground, just really yeah. preparing me for this level. Um, and I, it just the competitiveness. I just absolutely loved the adrenaline rush that you got from uh, just being com- you know, competitive with your friends and, um, and just winning. I love the fact that you have your dad's stats memorized. Like if you're going to have a player's card and your dad played the game, that's the perfect, you know, ball player's card to have. He's told me so many times in my life, I I could never forget it. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. That's what dads do, right? Um, So you started playing ball. Tell us a little bit about high school, maybe even some college ball. Yes, I was captain of my basketball team uh, at Spring Lake Park, Minnesota, Uh, just, just a small town. Um, you know, from there, I went and played basketball at Bethel University, which is a, a Christian-based school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Transferred to St. Thomas, um, played there, and honestly, it was a, it was a rough part in my in my life for for the for two years. Ended up spraining my ankle for like the 400th time in my life. I got my third concussion. Basically, doctors are telling me, "Man, you can't go anymore." And like yeah. my dream in life, and I felt like my purpose in life was to be a professional basketball player. So. That really, uh, that really hurt me in terms of my identity in life. Um, and I was uh, really into my faith at that time before then. And then I ended up um, just kind of straying away from my faith during yeah. that time after I lost my identity. And we can get into that in a little bit. But yeah, that's that's kind of the backstory on basketball. So it, it literally was my whole life. We, we I, I didn't have much of a childhood besides just going to the basketball tournaments on the weekends. And my parents, I, I thank them. Uh, for just investing so much into me and and there for me on the weekends. Um, And that's, that's kind of, you know, how I grew up. 
Yeah, look, man, concussions usually don't go along with the game of basketball. You must have been a bruiser out there on the court because if you had three concussions playing the game, you gave that game everything you had. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm 5'10". I'm a short white guy, so you have to be the fastest one on the court at my height. And yeah, so uh, needless to say, I was going, yeah, yeah, I was uh, running gun. Yeah, and talk about unbeatable, man. By the way, I did my research and uh, 17 or so sprained ankles later, and you're still out there playing the game. At some point, I think, you know, like sprained ankle number 12 or 15, people would have been like, hey, maybe uh, maybe I should reconsider. Maybe I should start thinking about a different sport. But not Derek, man. He doesn't let anything or anyone stop him. Yeah, again, it was it's. You know, it was it was way deeper than a game to me. It, it was purpose in life at that time, and I, I really did believe that that's what God's calling was for me at the time. And, and um, even then, like the influence and and platform that that I had at that point of being the captain of the team, going into college, yeah, uh, I was able to to witness to a lot of players, you know, uh, for God and during that time too. And um, you know that that experience of basketball uh, with my dad coaching me from kindergarten. Uh, all the way to eighth grade, really shaped and molded me into the leader that I am today, um, you know, in my business. So I'm yeah. very thankful for the experience. Okay, so you just used the word identity a second ago. And for a kid who grew up surrounded by basketball, dad played basketball, it's part of your family growing up, it's part of your childhood, it basically dominates your life. When you can't play the game anymore, obviously this impacted you how did you deal with not being able to play the game anymore? And more importantly, trying to figure out who am I if I'm not a guy on the basketball court anymore? Like, why was that such a struggle adjusting to a new normal without the game of basketball? Yeah, I handled it terribly, honestly. I um, ended up partying and this was like so out of my nature. Yeah, I really tried the things of this world drinking, partying, um, you know, chasing after the women, all the things that are glorified in the society. And it was so empty, so empty. And um, I remember just a few of those dark nights where I, I was just like mad at God, like, God, like you've given me this purpose. And yet here I am, I can't even play anymore. You know, what What am I here to do? Yeah. Now I'm working yeah. retail, on, you know, during the week. And uh, I had to drop out of college because my parents couldn't uh, pay for my college anymore yeah, and you know, yeah. every in the book, but it, it was like, I had completely lost who I was because that's, you know, I believe that God had given me that purpose. And when it was taken from me, I felt like my whole identity shattered. And um, over the course of those two years, I prayed to, to meet uh, my wife. And once I met her, uh, it was just a few, few days in and getting to know her, she invited me to church. And um, that really sparked things back into my faith. Yeah. And I think, for for that woman uh because without her i i don't even know how long you know i would have went but yeah able to to really rekindle my faith in god um and that emptiness you know immediately left yeah derek you just said something really important man uh there are guys that put all of their passion and energy into a job they put it all into a sport they put it all into an education and then the bottom drops out and they don't have that job or that sport or that education anymore and now they're trying to figure out, well, who am I? Not just what do I do next? That's a big question. But a much bigger question is who am I? And if you're not careful, you'll try to replace the job, sports, education with something very shallow. 
And I'm glad to hear you say, man, you tried that shallow stuff. It left you empty. And then I can't tell you the number of guys I know that story just like you met a good woman and they really, really started to turn things around because of a wife, uh, a sweetheart, uh, a wife that started to get a hold of their attention and, and God used a woman to put them back on the right path. Yeah. And, and it's like, it shouldn't take another person for you to, to, you know, <laughs> right. to go to Jesus, yeah. right. But it was just like that naive prayer, just being young and immature and just God, you know, let me meet a wife who can change me. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, God did bring me my wife at the right time. Yeah. That's what I needed at the time. And I think that, um, sometimes you just, you just have to go to God and just ask just boldly, freely talk to him, just like I'm talking to you today. And, uh, he shows up. Yeah. And by the way, thank God he put your wife in your life, but that's a lot of pressure to put on another human being. If you're asking, if you're looking to them to change you. So if you're listening right now, please take Derek's advice. Don't expect that from another human being. That shouldn't be where you look to for change or for real difference. But when those things happen, man, thank God. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that little spark, you know, just, yeah. Hey, invite you back to church and um, whatever that may be. And uh, being able to, understand that God is, he's there, he's waiting for you. You know, you have to move. Um, and you know, I'm a firm believer in that you have to take action. God's not just going to do everything for you. Yeah. Derek, a couple of quick questions, just so the audience gets a chance to learn who you are as a person a little bit better. Um, I'm asking all of my guests this, uh, this season, like, let's imagine that you got a free day. Business is going great. You don't have any responsibilities at work, no responsibilities uh, that you got to take care of. And you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, with whoever you want today. But it's basically a total free day. What do you do with your day? And more importantly, why? Yeah, to think that, uh, you know, no responsibilities, that's, that's hard to believe. But if yeah, I had a free me too. day, genuinely, I know it sounds cliche, but my son, I've got a four-year-old son named Dax, and, and uh, he, he truly is the biggest blessing in my life. And I'm so honored to, to be a father. Um, and I would just, I would do anything anywhere. I, I, I still haven't been able to take my son to Disney World, so probably that. Probably take awesome. my son to Disney World and... Uh, actually, um, you know, I know we'll get into this later about my, my wife's health and the story and everything, but, uh, we've been trying to go this last year, wasn't able to for my wife's health, but this year, uh, or this coming year in 2023, really, really hoping, um, after our resurrection sale in April, that's our second biggest sale the whole year. After that time, I have it scheduled to bring the whole family to Disney World. So hopefully we can make that uh, dream come true. I was going to say, I just wrote it down on my notes. Derek's going to Disney. If he's got a free day, he's taking Jackson and the family to Disney. That sounds cool, man. Yep. And it's uh, Daxon with a D. I know it's a little bit oh, different. Oh, it's Daxon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we call him Dax for short. So D-A-X. All right. Um, hey, we're almost at Christmas. Uh, you got a couple of favorite Christmas traditions that you do as a family, you and your wife and your children. Um, something that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, I would say that, you know, family is, is absolutely number one in our life, um, you know, other than God. And just, just putting up the Christmas tree. Uh, we actually just moved into our new home. Uh, we were living in Congrats. a townhouse um, for the past six years, and, and God has been able to provide a beautiful home on two and a half acres for us. Nice. Uh, away from my warehouse with the business. And uh, so we just moved in here. Uh, it's been, I think, yeah, three or four weeks now. We just put up the Christmas tree. And um, so that, that that's a great tradition for us. It's just yeah, making man. some hot 
chocolate, put up the Christmas tree, get some Christmas music on and uh, just spend time with uh, family during the holidays. And, and um, I, we lost my father in 2020 and unexpectedly um, it, it, it really was a big shock to our family. Yeah. So he actually passed away the day before Thanksgiving in 2020, oh, so two years now. And so uh, just being around family right now is super important. And, you know, we're still all grieving his loss because yeah. as you can tell, such a big influence in my life. Uh, and I don't want to get emotional, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been tough. And um, yeah. sticking around family, it's um, money, business, everything comes and goes, but uh -huh. understand that relationships are, are truly the most important thing on this. Yeah. Earth. Well, man, I'm sorry about your father, but I was just thinking you're in this brand new house. I hope that you have 20, 30 years of Christmas memories, putting the tree up, hot cocoa, listening to some music and your children 20 years from now are thinking about those moments with you. Um, like you're remembering back to those moments with your father. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's all we can hope for. So let's talk about you leave uh, you, after school, you go out and you get a job and things are getting pretty serious. When, how long have you known your fiance or your wife before you get married? Oh, so this is so funny. One of my best friends growing up uh, through elementary, was his cousin. So I actually met my wife, Gabby, when I All was right. like grade, seventh grade. And yeah. they would always joke around because I was like, uh, what, a grade or two uh, ahead of her. And they would always kind of joke around, oh, you should date Gabby. And, you know, we're in middle school and I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't have time for girls. I got basketball. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, well, she, uh, you know, her and I only had a few inter interactions during that time. Um, but then we had met later, um, later down the road, like I said, during the, during the time when I dropped out of college, um, ended up seeing her at a bar actually uh, this was again during my crazy days uh -huh. was on New Year's Eve, on my birthday i'm a new year's eve baby and i actually right. saw her her father was at the bar and um i said hey brad how's it going he's like hey i've got you know my wife and gabby here and and uh since that night you know we started uh texting each other and you know the rest was history there um and then it just began this this uh lifelong journey of what has God created me to do? Yeah. And I was getting, you know, I was just such a job hopper working nine to five jobs, not too sure of what, what I was, um, you know, going to be doing with my life. And then, um, you know, from there I worked at a place called snap fitness headquarters. Oh yeah. I know, I know all about it. Uh huh. Yep. I worked there. Um, and I just prayed that God would just give me a vision. I prayed for a million dollar idea. And again, the money, you like, wait a second. You really said the words a million dollar idea. I did. I said, God, right. please, a, a million dollar idea. And, okay. you know, I've always thought you have not because you ask not. All and, right. Uh, not, uh, not into the prosperity gospel by any means as far as like, hey, you give money, you'll get money from God. Yeah, not anything. right. God, I, I pray for this million dollar idea, um, not only for the money, but the impact that it will give you. And I'm like, I promise yeah. you give me this platform one day, God, I will I will give you glory every step of the way. Um, so this idea of starting the first ever clothing brand, uh, first ever Christian clothing brand that's non cheesy, not in yeah, your face, yeah. Jesus, huge market for it, uh, respect it, but it's just not what I wanted to wear personally. You can tell what I'm wearing right now. It's just three uh -huh. nails, very right. subtle, minimalist, premium quality, um, and that just would not shake me. And finally, I just one day said, you know what? 
enough is enough. I feel like I'm suffocating at my job. I'm not an employee. I keep jo job hopping, you know, place to place. And I just knew that I, I needed to, you know, to start it right then and there. Well, okay. So how, where are you in your relationship with Gabby at this point? Uh, so at this point we, so right when I met her, we got engaged within eight months. I knew she was uh -huh. the one married the very next year. Um, when I, when I was at snap fitness working my corporate job, we had just uh, been married for um, maybe a half a year or two a year. Yeah. Okay. So, very All right, so I need to unpack this with you a little bit because we're yeah. going through right now in the U.S. and other parts of the world as well, what sociologists are calling, and I hate to use these terms, the great resignation, right? COVID radically changed things for a lot of people. And they found themselves in the same spot you are. I'm working this nine to five job. I hate it. I don't know why I'm doing this. The world goes online. I don't want to go back to work in the office. So I'm just going to quit. And a lot of people, millions of them actually around the world, quit with no idea what to do next. You quit with a vision about a million dollar, you know, a million dollar idea from God. But there's also this really scary idea a really scary prospect of, OK, I, I don't want to go back to this mundane, miserable, getting up, going to work just for a paycheck lifestyle. But I still got to pay the bills. So you're a brand new husband, brand new family, and you're working in a corporate job and you decide, I think I'm going to leave it. Man, you got to tell me where does that kind of courage come from and what happens next? Yeah, so just to, to bring some clarity too. So that was in 2017, and then I, I worked there for two years, and then um, so 2017 is when I started my business, and then uh, uh, my wife Gabby, she and I if, forgive me if I'm going too far ahead in the story here. You can stop me, but in no, 2018 man. when she gave birth to our son, uh, Daxon, and they left a little bit of the placenta in her, and then that caused a huge infection, um, and then she got extremely ill. She was diagnosed with something called Addison's disease. Um, I think like only one out of like 100,000 people have it. It's, it's super rare. Um, and at this point, I am building my business on side of going to my job. And I'm, I'm commuting an hour to my job and an hour back. I was in the car two hours every single day for yeah. the last two years. And then once I was taking her to the hospital, into the ER, month after month, one month I took her 21 times out of 30 days. Oh, wow, man. Needless to say, I got fired from my job. Um, I just wasn't able to be present. I mean, how could you be when, when, when yeah. you're really yeah. the most tragic thing? Um, and so from there, I had a decision to make. Am I going to go all on, on this business that I believe that God has given me this vision for? Or do I have to go get another dead-end job? And yeah. I, I knew I was not built to be an employee. And I fasted for three days. I just drank water and I just prayed and I fasted and I just was seeking the Lord on another level. I was so, so hungry and, and fed up with what I was going through. And it was just over the sickness and just all that stuff. And I uh, came to the decision. I'm like, I heard from God. I told my wife, Gabby, this is what God told me. I have to go all in on the business. And mind you, my wife had just got fired from her job because she couldn't work. And so from here, I, I set out on the, on the biggest journey. I remember going to this little cafe by my house the next morning. Um, and 
I, um, I sat down, I wrote in my journal and I said, my first day as an entrepreneur, I felt like such a fake and such a fraud. (laughs) Um, and, but I said, you know what, I've got to start somewhere. And as the Bible says, do not uh, despise the day of small beginnings. And so I set off and my parents, thank God for them, supported me. And, um, I won't go too far ahead, but that's kind of the start of it. And that courage, 100%, um, I, I derive my strength from God and, just that that hunger to you know when you're really going through adversity you're willing you know when your back's against the wall it's really sink or swim and it's like oh, yeah. i just my newborn am and am i gonna fail my family my my son you know everyone's watching me and you know truly that that was the that was the moment that changed my life forever yeah so for everybody who's watching or listening to this point of this derek story i i can't stress how much is going on in his life at this moment, man? He's newly married, got a baby, wife's sick. He just lost his job because I'm trying to be a good husband and take care of my wife who's in the hospital basically three quarters of the month. And she lost her job. Now you guys are both unemployed. And you're saying, I can't shake this idea that God wants me to start to pursue a business but man, I'm thinking about millions of fathers and husbands out there that are saying, yeah, I'd do that too, Derek, but I got to pay the bills. And right now, if I don't work, my family doesn't eat. So I'd love to go do what you did, but I got to pay the bills. And I want I want all of you to just think of the courage that it takes to say, man, I, I know this is what I'm supposed to do next. I just don't have any idea how I'm going to be able to pay the bills doing it. So yeah. what happens next, man? Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, piggybacking off of that. When you, when you make the decision to just move, God shows up and you, he, you just, you figure it out and things just fall into place. And it is so scary and it's so rocky at first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going and you walk by faith and not by sight, he shows up, man. And so from there, I couldn't pay the bills. I was like $1,300 uh, behind on my bills every single month now. And um, yeah, it was, it was actually, that was with my corporate job. I was making 50K. <laughs> I was going to say, now. Sorry. Yeah. Just to clear, clear it up with my wife's salary, we were fine paying the bills. We had extra and stuff. Yeah. We were very concerned with our money. But when I lost that, I mean, we're talking car pay, two car payments, uh-huh. house, everything yep. is online. So we're talking thousands of dollars that I won't be able to recover. And we made the decision that night, Gabby and I had sat down at the dinner table and I said, we're gonna have to go behind on our bills and trust God that he's going to show up. And um, during this whole time when I was behind on my bills too, I tithe every single paycheck because God doesn't want your money, he wants your heart. And I truly believe that God, when I'm showing you that I'm giving you my yeah. first yeah. foremost, show up for me. And so I do believe that I am where I am today because of just, just trusting God that he's going to show up. So uh, we went behind on our bills eight months, went on behind on the mortgage. Wow. Wow. Sheriff came doorstep, uh, served me and said, hey, I'm so sorry to do this, but you got 30 days. You got to get out of here. The auction sale is going to be done on this date. And I shut the door and I just melted. I called my mom and I said, mom, how do I file bankruptcy? What can I do? And I remember going in the shower that night and just feeling so hopeless. And I sat in the shower and I just let it rain on top of me and I was in tears. I felt like such a failure 
as a father, husband, just, I felt like a failure. And yeah, it Derek, was, you're talking to lots of dads and lots of husbands right now that are behind on their bills and they're feeling like, man, I'm a terrible dad. I'm a terrible husband because I can't provide for my family right now. Maybe they don't get to the point that the sheriff is knocking on the door telling them you got to move and we're going to sell everything you own to pay the bills. But man, there's a lot of people right now where you were. So you're in the shower and you're broken basically because of the finances. And it was almost like the enemy had won. I felt defeated. And I'm just like, God, I'm you know, trying to plead my case. I'm an honest person. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father, the best that I can be. I'm not perfect. And I'm trying to just plead my case with God of like, you know, where did I go wrong? You know, or my prayers not working? Like, what is all this stuff going on? And then it just like hit me. And I just said, God, please make a way where there seems to be no way. And that was like that, that word that I needed. God, please make a way where there seems to be no way. Um, and there's this Christian song called Do It Again. And uh -huh. um, in the chorus, it says, you know, God made a way where there, when there was no way. And that, that I hadn't even listened to the song at that point until like later days. So it's kind of funny how that all worked out. And I just said, you know what? I am going to do whatever it takes. I got 30 days. I got, you know, I'm going to be uh, foreclosed on anyway. So I might as well give this my best shot. I found a Facebook ads course um, and I had a little bit left on my credit card. And so you can't pay a mortgage with a credit card. So I just threw through. <laughs> so uh, you maxed out that card, right? Out the credit card. It was $4,000 or $5,000, something like that. Maxed out the credit card. And I learned how to do Facebook ads in this course that was like six weeks. I completed in uh, four days. I just uh -huh. didn't even see. This was around the clock. And I um, put you know, my Black Friday inventory order, you know, everything that I already paid for on, on credit card as well for 2019. Um, and we launched our, our sales campaign. And during that month, again, it was like, well, I'm about to lose the mortgage anyway, so let's see how this goes. And we blew up. Overnight, It we made $28,000 in that month, which was the most amount of money that I've ever seen at that point in time. <laughs> and I remember going to the Barnes and Noble next to my house the very next day and I wrote myself a check just to pay the mortgage. I begged them to, to allow me to get a home modification loan yeah. and crazy enough to, to work with us. And I was able to show that I could pay it month after month, but that was the pinnacle point where my business three nails completely skyrocketed. And it was just the, you know, up until that point, I didn't pay myself a dime. I couldn't pay myself. Yeah. We were not profitable. I was working and going, to trade shows on the weekends. And I was trying to just get the name out there and sending out free clothes. Like I, I was losing so much money and for everything to just happen, like right at the last hour, just shows how good of a God that we serve. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you're now at the point of no return, right? Like 30 days from now, I'm going to get kicked out of the house. We don't have a place to live. My stuff is going to get sold at auction. I am so far in debt that you can't turn this thing around. And you're even talking to your mom about bankruptcy. And then you're in the shower. And let's just be honest, man, it's at your breaking point that you finally cry out and you're like, God, if you don't step in at this moment, I, I can't fix this. Um, make a way, your, your quote, where there seems to be no way. Um, but Derek, I, as I, I'm hearing you tell this part of your story, I'm thinking this guy really is unbeatable because that's the moment where most guys are just going to throw in the towel. 
They're going to say, man, I gave it my all. And I, I just want to credit you, man. It wasn't like you weren't trying. You're working until three o'clock in the morning, right? You've got a full-time job. And then you've got this side hustle that's taking everything out of you. And you're giving it everything you got. You're just not making any traction. Listen, man, other guys at this moment would have thrown in the towel. They would have said, I gave it my best. It didn't work out. We got to file bankruptcy or else we're going to lose everything. And then they would have just walked away from all of the problems, but you didn't. You stayed in there. Why did you stay? How did you stay in there is the big question. Why did you stay in there is the more important question. I can't even describe to you the darkness and the loneliness during that time. My wife was arguably in the hospital more than at home. And, and by the way, just for the listeners, your wife is still very ill and needs a lot of medical attention. So it, it's not like it all turned around overnight, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're still going through the storm. She's better than what she was back then. But yeah, she was like literally in the hospital. Uh, I remember one time she was at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota and she ended up, uh, she, she coded. She literally died and they had to basically resurrect her and had to pull her toenail off to get her to awaken oh, again. Oh my goodness. And that wow. was the same that my dad was in the hospital um, and ended up passing it. So like just to go through this adversity, to go to sleep at night knowing that my spouse isn't there and there's nothing that I physically can do. I'm a fixer yeah. As, yeah. As, as a man. We all are, right? We want to just right. fix things. And when you can't do anything about it, it it's really frustrating. Yeah. And so if I didn't have God in my life, I, I mean, I would have been depressed in Iraq and there's, and I've, you know, told you the, the story back in the day of those two years where I was partying and drinking and all that stuff. It was so empty. And now with God, I've got this peace that surpasses all understanding like the Bible talks about. And it truly, it truly is like, it's real. I had peace going through these things. I can't describe to you. You can't describe it. Nobody can. But when you're going through these motions, you just have this level of trust of like, you know, God, I trust you. Whatever happens, I trust you. And it's just day by day. And you just have to, to, to not think what's going to happen a year from now, three years from now, five years. Like, it's just a day by day. And yeah. being able to just derive that, that, that peace from God was, was all that I needed during that time. And, you know, just for the listeners out there, I just highly, highly encourage anybody who doesn't have Jesus in their life to just come to him. When you're broken, when you're feeling defeated, when you feel like a failure, when you're going through adversity, when you feel lonely, God's there for you and he will show up. And um, this the Bible talks about that you will go through trials and tribulations. It's a promise, you know? Yeah, uh, when you become yeah. Christian, everything doesn't uh, perfectly align in your life. That's not what Christianity is about. It's going through these trials and tribulations and the testing of your faith and uh, the perseverance and becoming stronger, um, you know, coming out of the storm. And now, again, being able to use this platform and this influence to give God glory um, and to witness for, for just for what he did and how he showed yeah. up in my life. It was impossible. I'm telling you, man, I, I worked. I worked my tail off. But God brought in all these these connections and the networking, the systems and the processes and the, this course, like like everything just came out of nowhere. And it says in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Yeah, Everything will be added unto you when you seek God first. And so, yeah, I'm just here today to tell you, seek God first and all these things will be added unto your life. 
Yeah, man, your story is so powerful. Um, when you use the word trust just a minute ago, I hope the listener understood what you were saying, because it doesn't mean that things necessarily are going to get better overnight. In fact, there's no promises here. You're just saying, God, I know that you're big enough. You can handle this. God, I know your plans are better than my plans. So I'm just going to put it in your hands. And in your case of your father, you put his health in your hands and he doesn't make it. You put your wife's health in your hands and she's not completely healed yet. But he gives you something in the middle of that, that as you're going through it. And he gives you peace on the inside and the strength to deal with it because he's saying, look, you don't have to go through it alone. I'll, I'll be right there with you. I had a guest that uh, I heard say, man, he he's right there with you in the middle of your pain and in the middle of your difficulties. And it doesn't make the pain and difficulties go away. It just, you, you know, he, he hasn't forgotten you. He's right there with you in the midst of it. Absolutely. I, yeah, um, God is absolutely there. Like I said, during those lonely times, during those painful times. And I just feel like as men, we... We don't want to talk about our emotions. We don't want to feel anything. So we numb ourselves. We, we numb ourselves by watching Netflix, playing video yeah. games, a booze, you know, dopamine rush, just, you know, from scrolling on, on TikTok and Instagram all day long. It's like, you got to wake up. You got to wake up, you know, repent of the way that we've been thinking in the past stuff, come to Jesus and realize that he has created you for a purpose, a specific purpose that only you can carry out yeah. and, and nobody can stop what God has given you. And if you take action and you're diligent with it and you're a good steward of what God has given you, he's going to show up and he's going to be uh, able to bless you. And so you're able to be a blessing unto the others. And yeah, may, maybe not everything is perfect on the outside. I did lose my dad, you know, my wife's health and all this other stuff going on, but I have peace in this storm and knowing yeah. that, you know, a great motivator for my life is death. And some people don't want to think about death. And that's a scary thing for me. It's so motivating because it's like, the average life on this earth is what, 76 years. Yeah, and I'm 29 years old right now. And so it's just like to even think that I'm almost halfway there. And like, we we don't understand how quick, yeah. you know, the Bible says it's but a vapor. And you're gonna come to this life, go get a job, you know, go work for the man, nine to five, pay bills, have a family, pay a mortgage and die. Uh-huh. I absolutely refuse that that's what God had intended for me. And so I'm going to go out there boldly, confidently, knowing that God has given me this p- purpose to carry to the world. And I'm trusting him every step of the way. And that peace, like I said, that's your past understanding. It, it, it gets me through those dark nights. I love your language, man. Bold and confident, knowing I, I'm here to make a difference, not just to make a dollar um, and pay the bills and then die. Um, And by the way, I'm one of those guys that's powerfully motivated by death, too. I'm thinking to myself, at the end of my life, is this when I want to look back and say, I spent most of my life sitting on the couch watching TV? Or do I want to say, I went out there and did something with it and made, you know, tried to make a difference? So um, can we go back to uh, bankruptcy for a second? Because I'm not going to throw rocks at anybody out there listening who actually filed for bankruptcy. But I got to think at this point, Derek, it is powerfully tempting for you to say, I can make all of this go away by just simply signing on the dotted line and filing for bankruptcy. And at this point, you know, losing a little bit, but you can't, you know, I don't lose it all. Why did you not file bankruptcy? Because I had 30 days. I had time. 
for me, I, uh, that's the way I, I viewed it anyway. I said, you know what? Um, and at this time too, just for everyone to know, I was living out of my parents' freezer before I was able to get food stamps and I was on food stamps. And uh, Hey, no shame in it, man. I, no, no shame at all. I, I know what it's like to feel judged. And I was going through the grocery store and you, you give them that card and they just look at you and kind of look, look up and down on you and judge you. And I, again, there's no judgment out there, but feeling that way of like, this is my life right now and this is the way it's going to go. I personally knew I had to to make a drastic change and yeah. it was going to require immense sacrifice. And to me, again, uh, when your back's against the wall, um, you just, you begin to think so much more clearly because you have this deadline. You, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice to, to sit there and, and sleep and be lazy. You, you, you have like, my family's on the line. My house is on the line. And do I want my, you know, family and friends to look at me and be like, man, like, like, you know, Derek uh, was, was captain of the basketball team. He was this guy that had a bright future and, and now he's foreclosing. So, you know, to, to me too, it was like a little bit of the ego where I was like, I can't let my family fail. And, um, again, just, just having the back against the wall, um, just with the vision of God in my yeah. life, I all in. Um, yeah, man, <laughs> you nailed it. When your back is against the wall, it's easy to think clearly at this point, right? Because I don't have a whole lot of options now. There's really only one or two options in front of me. And Derek, obviously, you're a fighter because if you were a quitter, you would have just thrown in the towel, declared bankruptcy, said, I gave it a try, but it didn't work. And humanly speaking, let's just be honest, you gave it everything that you had. It was just going nowhere until you're sitting in the shower with the water draining on you saying, I, I, I have no options left. God, I need you to step in. And then you throw it all down. You put the, you max those credit cards out on this Facebook ads course. And I can't help but think this is, uh, you said Black Friday 2019, right? Like this is right before COVID. So yeah. you, you put it all on the line and things start to turn around for you, but they turn around for you right before COVID. So what happens next? Yeah. So, um, we grew exponentially, um, from 2019 to 2020, we grew 883%, uh, COVID happened. So we had some setbacks with like logistics and shipping. Uh -huh. However, everybody's on their phone at home and people are shopping. And so, you know, my heart definitely goes out to the local businesses, you know, that yeah, suffered during the definitely. restaurants. Uh, for online business, though, everything just skyrocketed. skyrocketed. For yeah. And we just could not keep enough inventory on the shelves. And we were able to move into, again, this is out of my little tiny uh, basement bedroom. And then it went into my garage. Um, and then we were able to move into a 5,000 square foot warehouse uh, with, you know, 20 foot ceilings. And, and I was able to hire, um, you know, my first employees there. And, and, you know, now we have a team of uh, five employees and, you know, it's a multi seven figure brand now. But yes, like during that time, we just grew so fast and we're trying to figure out how to manage the growth. Yeah. OK, so I just hope listeners didn't miss what you said. You went from I'm facing bankruptcy, going to get evicted in 30 days to a multi seven figure brand. And it happened for you in lightning time, right? It did. I mean, again, <laughs> uh, a lot of people need to understand I didn't pay myself a dime for the first two years. That's that's the big misconception. That's a lot of hard work with no, for no pay for two years. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of misconception is everyone wants to try something for a few months, and if they don't see results immediately, they want to quit. It's like going to the gym. You're going to lift for you know the first few months. You're not going to see much, but you keep going every single day, every single week, uh, month after month, a year from now, your body's going to be looking way different. So it's the same thing with business. Um, it happened in a snap during that time, but all of that work that had, had led up to that for three years. So uh, we hit seven figs in three years. Um, and it's just like, it's so mind blowing how in the first two years, I mean, I was just knees deep in debt and just couldn't even yeah. see the light at the end. And then within those couple months, boom, everything changed. Yeah, I was about to say, it actually didn't happen overnight for you. It was a lot of months of misery and learning lessons. And a lot of those lessons, things just didn't go right. And then when they start to fall into place, you've got a lot of hard lessons that you've learned that help steer you towards this multi seven figure brand now. Um, I first learned about your brand through a mutual friend, man. And Derek, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I went out and bought some of your stuff. And man, I am absolutely convinced you guys are making some of the best sports apparel. Not the best Christian, but the best sports apparel on the market. But tell everybody about the Three Nails brand. Tell them about Three Nails. Tell them what it is and tell them what your vision for the company is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're on a mission to inspire others to uh, pursue their God-given purpose. Um, and again, like I had previously mentioned earlier, um, and I wanted to be the first ever premium faith-based activewear company. Uh, there was a lot of different Christian brands at the time, but there was nobody, you know, I had bought from other brands out there too. I was like, there's nobody that's really doing custom tailored, you know, every like centimeter to centimeter of the fit. And I want something that's not too loose, too baggy, not too tight. And so... Again, there, it was a void in the market. And business is all about finding a problem and creating yeah. a solution. Yeah. So right. I found the problem, created the solution of it. And, um, you know, Three Nails is born. And, and um, we make activewear for, for men, women. We have virtually everything you can think of. You know, uh, our bestseller are our liner shorts for men. So you don't need to wear underwear. Some men don't understand that. <laughs> got a couple uh, pair can, of them myself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We've got hidden phone pockets in it. Everything is so thought out and intentional uh, as a functional standpoint. We want people to really wear this and, and not want to wear anything else. When they go to their closet, when they got to work out that day, they're going on a run, going to the gym. We want them to pull out three nails and not only have the best sportswear and quality, but be able to represent the most important thing in our lives, which is our faith. And yeah. you can do that in a subtle way. And of course, um, it's a great conversation starter. Ton of people. Um, you know, it came up to me and, and to many people out there that have told me in stories that in the gym, hey, what's that cross? What is that? Great conversation starter to yeah. talk about, um, you know, the gospel. And also intrinsically for myself is like, this is represents me. You know, we're built on Matthew 633. And uh, we have the uh, 0633 logo on our shorts and on some of our other uh, products. And that signifies that verse, Matthew 633. Yeah. And that's just when I look at that, um, that's what I see is what we're built on. And I know that I'm doing my purpose uh, in this world. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm young at 29 and I've just got so much, so much more years ahead of me to just continue um, living my purpose and, and getting this brand out to the masses and globally. And only 13% of Minnesota, where I'm from, even, you know, buys from us. So everything else is, is around the United States. Right. Now the mission is to, to go start going international and, and um, yeah, by God's grace, we'll get there. Yeah. 
three nails, the name and the logo. When did you guys settle on this? You, obviously, I know the story, but why don't you tell for the listener who's not familiar with the name, the logo, why yeah, you settled on this? Yeah, so I wanted, um, you know, to to signify the cross, you know, three nails, uh, the three nails that, that Jesus bore, you know, for us, you know, for eternal life. Uh-huh. And um, I, it's just, it's, it's so powerful. And when I was thinking about a name, I came up with so many different stupid names out there that I was thinking of for a brand <laughs> and just yeah. so cheesy. Because, and then this name of three nails just kept coming to me. And it was like three nails, period. And if you see our logo, you know, we have the period at, at the end of it. And because it, it's like nothing else needs to be such right, like three nails. Right. What Jesus took for us, so powerful. And, um, you know, uh, just that just that symbol right there. Um, and then I ended up hiring a designer and just told him the vision of the company. And he, he came up with the logo yeah. and, and the three the three nails into a cross. And right. I knew it right there. I was like, yep, that's it. So. Yeah. Um, I first discovered the company by looking at your logo and I was like, man, whoever does develop that logo, I know what the three nails stands for, but that logo is done really, really well, which got me looking at your apparel, which caused me to buy a couple pair of those shorts. And man, I'll tell you right now, best pair. Look, I burned through shorts pretty quick, running shorts, especially I can, I can wear out a pair of shorts. Um, and they are by, by, by far the best pair, you know, gym shorts that I've ever owned, best pair of uh, apparel shorts I've ever owned. So um, awesome. tell us where the company is right now. Give me an idea of what your vision is for the next 12 months for the company. Yeah. So right now, again, uh, we're small, still a small team of uh, five employees. We're, we're growing very rapidly, though. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, you know, just this this last Q4 in 2022, there's been some fear of the recession and yeah. different things coming up in this world. And a lot of people are taking a defensive approach and um, you still have to be smart. But this is absolutely just blown up. The Q4 for us has been so I mean, it really is a Ephesians 323, just exceedingly above and beyond yeah. whatever they can imagine. And so the next 12 months, um, you know, I want to continue providing new jobs for new employees where um, you know, we're really going to be starting to look here to, to add to our marketing team and, and, and um, a fulfillment team and just continuing to grow the brand. And, and again, expanding globally now. So like, what does that mean? Right. We want to go into the UK, Canada. We do have Canada right now, but we are, um, you know, still in negotiations with our carriers on, on getting uh-huh. the best so that people internationally can get uh, discounted shipping rates. So the next 12 months is uh, going from you know, domestic to international. Yeah. Um, I talked to you about this before we started this episode, but we're about 10 days away from Christmas. There are some people that listen that are like, I still don't know what to get. I have a couple of people on my list and I'm just going to do this, man. I, I, I rarely ever do this, but I'm just going to shamelessly tell you, if you have somebody that you're still shopping for, go to three nails, buy something for them. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed by the quality of what you're going to get. In fact, I'm going to tell you what you're paying for is far less than the quality of what you're going to get if you buy something from Three Nails this Christmas. I deliberately waited on this interview with you, David, until or Derek, until right before Christmas because I wanted people to hear about your product and I wanted them to hear about it right before Christmas so that they would go out and do some shopping. 
So let's say a, a guy or a gal is looking for something. How do they find you? And what's uh, and and what's the best deal you got for them right now? Yeah. So um, the only way you can get our clothing is through our website directly, uh, threenailsclothing.com, all spelled out. And right now, honestly, it is the best time of the year. We have a huge sale up to 50% off site-wide right now. Um, we bought as much inventory as we could handle and things are selling out like crazy. So you go to the website, we got some sizes out of stock, but we still have quite a bit in there. So definitely, uh, very confident that you'll be able to go there and find something, uh, for a loved one this year. Yeah. And you better go there quickly because every time I go there, you guys are burning through materials so fast that, uh, if, if you want something for a, a friend or a family member, you better go there quick and pick it up. Um, and there's still time to get it shipped before Christmas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You have until um, the 20th. So if you can order before the 20th, we will get it delivered to you before Christmas. Yeah. Derek, I'm going to wrap this episode up in just a second. And I just want you to talk to some folks out there that are that are where right now they're where you were. They're sitting in this nine to five job and they actually hate their job, but it's a single mom and I got to provide for my family and there's nobody else at home to take care of them. And if I don't work, they don't eat but I don't want to keep doing this for the rest of my life. Or there's that person out there that is saying, look, man, I just don't want at the end of my life to have got up, went to work, made a buck, paid the mortgage and died. I really want my life to stand for something. And they're, they're, they're just struggling with the courage to step out and to do what you did. Can you give them a little bit of advice as we get ready to wrap this thing up? Absolutely. Um, with action comes clarity. And what that means is when you step out by faith and you take action, you will begin to um, just things will be able to, to get more clear to you. Things will start falling in, into place. Yeah. God will show up in your life. And um, I would just highly, highly suggest that you just pray to God of what your purpose is, because we can do good things, but sometimes good doesn't mean right. Um, and you have to do what God has destined for you. And so I believe you could be pursuing the wrong purpose because it's maybe your goal in life rather than saying, God, what do you have for me? What is your purpose for me? And um, there's just so much opportunity out there in this world right now. And again, our phones, our laptops, uh, these electronic devices can be used for bad. It can be used just to um, you know, uh, gain dopamine from, from just scrolling all day long. Or you can take the opportunity for business like I did. I had zero mentors. I had $126 in my pocket when I started my company. <laughs> in and I had Google and YouTube. And I was so hungry. So all I did was day and night just learn. So my mentors, if you will, were just people on YouTube talking about how to start a clothing brand. Yeah. Google, how to manufacturers. So I do believe that once you find what God has purpose for your life and you start taking immense, massive action, things will just start to happen. And then you'll get to the point where you're two years in and you'll think, man, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? And on year three, boom, boom. it can even happen for you. Um, but even so, it's like I, when I started my brand, I was at 24 years old and I told myself, I'm like, man, if I could just quit my job by the time I'm 30, I'll be so happy. And so things happen so much more fast than I even thought of. And truly uh, being able to have this freedom in my life now to wake up and not have to go to a dead end yeah. job yeah. is worth it is so worth the sacrifice. So let me just tell you, it is it is absolutely worth everything. And your family depends on you, your kids depend on you, and and just being able to use that platform for 
for God's glory one day. Everything that you're going through right now, if you're in a tough spot, if you're on food stamps like I was, going through lonely periods and, and pain and suffering, just know that it's all there for for um, a testimony one day. And yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just my 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 uh, highly highly uh, just recommendation of just give it to God and go all in. Don't don't go yeah. half and half. I just wrote your quote down with action comes clarity. You get out there, you take a bold step and then things start to fall into place and they start to fall into place because they have to, because you've just taken this step and now you're in some new territory and you start to figure some things out. And when you take the next step, you start to figure a few more things out and then you take the next step. And pretty soon you've made a a lot of uh, gains by just taking a few bold steps, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Derek, thanks so much for being on this episode. Tell everybody one more time how they can find Three Nails and um, tell everybody, you know, what what kind of special you got going on for them right now at Christmas time. Yep, yep. So you can find us, threenoseclothing.com. Again, we have uh, up to 50% off site-wide right now. It's the best prices of the whole year. So you definitely want to go to the website and, and uh, grab your size before it sells out. Um, also, I'd like to say if you're interested in online business, I don't have anything to sell you. I don't have any courses or anything. There's no scamming here, um, but I am uploading a ton of free content on my YouTube channel, um, giving out a ton of business tips, a lot of things that I wish I would have known when I first started my business. So if you're at all interested in learning how to start and grow an online business, just uh, search my name, Derek Dahl, in YouTube and you'll be able to find my channel. Um, and also I'm very active on, um, TikTok and Instagram yeah. and you can uh, find me at, at Derek doll. We'll put links to your YouTube channel, to all of your social media. We'll also put links to three nails clothing on this episode, but man, I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for taking some time being flexible with your schedule and doing this episode with me today, buddy. Oh, absolutely. man. I, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And I just pray that, you know, I was able to touch somebody else out there that's going through a tough time that that needs to know that um you know they can make it that's right yeah if you can make it if i can make it they can make it too right absolutely thanks buddy Hey, if this episode sounded like I was trying to sell you some Three Nails clothing, I am. And I'm not trying to sell it to you because I'm making a commission off of it. I'm not making one penny off of this. I want you to know just how incredible this guy is and how incredible his story is. He really is making the best clothes that I've worn in a long time. But the reason why I believe in this guy is because others would have declared bankruptcy. And Derek took the bold step of deciding, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust this vision that he's given me. I'm going to go for it. If that means maxing out my cards, if that means putting it all on the line, I'm going to trust God. And then Derek makes this statement, when that step happens, action leads to clarity. And then things start to fall into place because they have to. And you take the next bold step and then the next bold step. So if you're a single mom out there who can resonate with where Derek was, you're on food stamps and you're wondering if things are going to turn around. If you're the dad out there that's working yourself to death and you're just getting farther and farther behind, I hope you were encouraged by this episode of Unbeatable with Derek Dahl. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't quit. Trust God and take action. And then clarity will come later. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. 
And if you're connecting with us for the first time, we'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can go ahead and follow us on social media. We're out there just about everywhere at Unbeatable Podcast. But I want to give you something. It's my Christmas gift for you. It's totally free. No strings attached. I got a little booklet. It's called The Unbeatable Army Survival Guide, and it's chocked full of quotes that'll motivate you when you feel like you don't have the energy, you don't have what it takes to take the next step. This book is pages and pages of quotes that I have used to motivate me when I'm struggling and when I need some courage to take the next bold step. All you got to do to get it is just go to unbeatablearmy.com. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'll see you right back here next week for my very special guest and my friend, Jill Stevenson, as we get ready for Christmas 2022 on Unbeatable. See you next week.